Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me I'm back with my co-host, Jack Vandermater. How we doing, fine people? We're very excited to get this episode out. we got a very special guest on, Brendan Walker, linebacker from Oklahoma. I'm John, I'll let you fully introduce him, but Brendan, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're super excited to have you, Brendan. So like Jack said, Brendan is a sophomore outside linebacker at the University of Oklahoma. He's entering his second year in the program. He hails from Bishop McGinnis High School in Oklahoma, where he was a three-star recruit, ranking eighth in the state of Oklahoma. He had 13 offers coming out of Bishop McGinnis and even played 10 games in his freshman year in 2020 at Oklahoma. So, Brendan, you have like a very rich background of football in your family. Your dad played in the NFL for nine seasons. And what ways did that help you develop your love and knowledge for the game? And how are you carving out your own name now with football? So, yeah, like dad played. Really, my earliest memories are always like going to uh, all his games. So, like my my phone number is from Denver. That was the second team my dad played on. And like, I remember going like living in Denver, Tennessee, Minnesota, and uh, just getting, getting to be a part of that was pretty cool. I remember it. It's kind of iffy just because I was young, but football was definitely something that was pretty big in my family, uh, really from the get go. So I started at around four and just continued to play, played, played, kept playing, continued to play throughout the years, and then. I think around eighth grade or eighth going into ninth grade is about when I really started taking my football seriously. That's when I felt like I had some type of a future. And then there came a point where I just realized that I need to make a name for myself because yeah. I knew at the end of the day there were going to be a lot of people that were going to compare me to my dad. But I'd say going into my freshman year, I made a priority to just do myself mm-hmm. and not try to off of my dad's name. Yeah, that's, like that the, that's the best you can do, and it's cool that now you have the opportunity to show everyone who Brendan Walker is. Yeah, no, it's it's been awesome. So you uh, you you regularly volunteer at a children's hospital back home in Oklahoma City. What impact has that made on your life? Yeah, it's really changed my perspective on a lot. I wish I could be there more. It's pretty hard with all the COVID going on and stuff, but. Mm-hmm really just changed everything. You know, you get to be around a whole bunch of kids. Like, uh, like last year I met a kid who, even like first part of my senior year of play, uh, he was in the visiting stands playing saxophone or playing in the band. And then six months later, he gets into a car accident and like changes his life. And so you get to hear stories like that. And I mean, for me, that was pretty big. Just like, didn't know him, like never didn't meet him. And then six months later, he had no idea what was coming. But, it's kind of it's it's made me be way more grateful to just be as healthy as I am and and the people around me like they're me and, and and it just makes me a little more happy and like eliminates a lot of excuses like I get so many excuses especially playing football like your body's gonna hurt you're gonna be all the time but like in reality these kids have it a lot worse than you do and these kids are always smiling like I've never been in there and and they've. You never see a kid with a, without a smile on their face, so that it really radiates, and, and it's, it's left an impact on me. That's really cool. Yeah, it makes you super grateful and just shows you all your blessings. For sure. Kind of moving back towards football a bit, 
you have a crazy recruiting story, to say the least, where you were originally recruited to play tight end at OU, but eventually committed to Oklahoma State University because OU kind of backed off. But then the new regime came into Norman, and they were able to flip you. How stressful was that whole process, and what ultimately made you pull the trigger on Oklahoma? Uh, that entire process was pretty ugly. It was it was really ugly, to be honest. I mean, I was very grateful. I mean, from the get go, from the first off, like I remember being on my getting my first off. Like I remember as soon as as soon as I got off the phone, like I remember calling my mom and crying just because like it's like different when it's like the first dream, like first big dream I've ever had that's basically coming true. So. But it started off pretty slow, but then there was a point in time where, like, it was offer after offer after offer. Like it, and then trying to maintain talking to tons of coaches, like, it became so stressful. And then, like, then going to schools where you really like them and then making decisions. But I think a big thing, and with OU, like, like you said, I was committed to play somewhere else. And some things happened, and, and, and uh, I kind of saw how uh, I was bought into this whole new – Alex, Coach Grinch, um, all the coaches, Coach Odom, who recruited me at the time, and then Kane, everyone, all those guys, you know, it was great to be around. You kind of see their whole philosophy. And it, it was something that, like, it didn't hit till probably about about a month, month and a half after I got my offer. But when once it did hit me that, like, man, like, I'm starting to feel like this place is home, that's when, like, I knew that I needed to make that decision. But, you know, I – and then it was just – it was nothing but – it was really cool to see, like, how my assumptions were just true, especially that next season was my senior year. It's that first year of speed D and the progress that they've made. Like, they've, I mean, I remember when I committed to Oklahoma, like all the kids at my school would just, they would say like, Oh, you're going to a crappy defense. Like, you'll never do this. You're never, never, you're never going to do that. And, and for a little bit, it was just, I never was affected by it. But I was going to like, shut up. But then like <laughs> that season, that season, that first season of, uh, with Alex French being the defensive coordinator, like, it was so cool getting to see dudes fly around and those same things he told me and the same things that I saw when Coach Grinch was a coach at Iowa State or helped at Ohio State. Yeah. I got to see at the University of Oklahoma. So I knew from I knew from when I made that decision, I, I, I knew that I made the right decision and never questioned anything. That was really cool. If, if just quickly, like what was, what do you say would be the biggest factor in that decision, maybe outside of coaching in, in recruiting goes? It, was there anything about the football program or the depth chart or, or anyone on the te- team that kind of swayed your decision? Not necessarily. I'd say, I mean, like, the depth chart, it is what it is. Right. Everybody's in there every single year to basically try and beat my spot out. And and that's something that they told me from the beginning. I mean, they, they were very honest with, like, whole recruiting and how it works, and they're trying to bring in a better guy every single year. So I came in knowing full well that, the guy that they brought in this year is they think that he's better than me. And that's totally fine. Like, it breeds a natural, healthy competition. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it was just – and it, it kind of came down to if I wasn't playing football, where would I go to school? And, and I felt like the University of Oklahoma really would put me in a good place, like both in, in terms of the connection that I would make and just overall, like, academic rigor that, I mean, it put me in a spot where I'd have a great life af- outside of football. Exactly. Yeah. So moving on, how difficult was the adjustment jumping from high school ball to college football, especially in the midst of the pandemic? It was it was pretty tough. I mean, it was actually really tough. Like honestly, like it was it was definitely like I don't know. Like you can talk to people 
right? I mean, that's another benefit of having a, a dad who played in the played football at its highest level. It's like you can kind of talk to him, and I got to pick my dad's brain. And like I've had, like I've had people in in my life that have played college football and have been in the NFL. So like it was it was good for me to like be able to talk to them and try and pick mm-hmm. their brain about their experiences, but. It definitely was not what I was expecting. It's definitely like I, I've realized that college football is something that you just won't know until you get here. And I think that that transition at first was like the first transition I had to make always being at the facility. So like yeah. from lifting and then getting an extra work or the seven on sevens or the drill work or I mean it's just so much. You're always at the facility and I love it, but it was definitely something that I had to like. It's something in high school. Like I went to practice, lifted in the morning. That was about it. Like, I never came back up. Like, once I, football was done, like, I was done. Like, I would study here and there, football stuff, but I was chilling. Right. But now it's definitely became to the point where, like, I've had to adjust to the game so technical, so, like, having to work on the technique or or trying to get an extra film set sessions with coaches. Like, it's stuff like that. It's just – and then overall, the game-wise, like, it was – one, it was extremely fast. Last probably right before our fall camp last year, we had like this little practice period, and it was tough. Like it was really tough. Like, like I had never seen offensive linemen flying across the field. Like I was seeing stuff, and it's it's a blessing in disguise. But at the moment, I was really frustrated because I kept messing up, and that's what happens when you have a great offensive line like Lincoln Riley throw some really weird stuff at you in practice and. It kind of helped. I mean, it really did help out, and it, it got me – it broke in really fast, just like with other teams we played. But overall, I mean, it was a pretty rough transition, but, I mean, nothing yeah. – it was. I mean, it was good, though. I appreciate it. That's, that's going to be rough for, I feel like, anyone. That's a that's a big jump for sure, especially going from a high school to one of the best football programs in the country, country. the best offenses. Yeah, no, it was – I mean, it's definitely like – and I think mentally, like, a lot of dudes, like, you can go to high school and then you like, have guys that are just playing to play. And they really don't care. Like, I get it. Like, they're just playing to have fun. But then you guys, you look into a school, Oklahoma, OU, and then, I mean, a lot of, I mean, everyone on the team wants to go to the NFL. And you can feel that, like, mentality at our, like, at our, on our school. Like, it's a really good culture we have here. And, I mean, it's business. Like, there's there's fun, but it's a lot, it's business. Definitely high school with not, not a little business. It was mostly fun, but definitely. I mean, that was a transition of itself. But that was that was an easy transition. It's like, I mean, I was pretty more motivated. So, I mean, it wasn't hard for me. And, and I do, like, would like to go to NFL one day. So, it's easy. And it's better for me to be around this the program here because you have like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And just speaking a little bit more, like, on the transition and, like, the difficulties with it, like, who have you been able to like look up to at your time at Oklahoma, and who have you been able to like talk to both on and off the field as a mentor? Definitely Patrick Fields. Patrick Fields has been somebody who's been really influential for me because he's he's like for me like I'm a big academic guy, and mm-hmm. same thing for him. Like he's really in cool, and and it's been a three four years now. So like I look up to him. Like I see guys like him or guys like Caleb Kelly who. Caleb Kelly, Caleb's had some like an unfortunate draw just with like injuries and stuff like that. But like just seeing him every day like, and getting the, the our conversations I have had, I've had with him have just been like super beneficial. And, but like those are the two guys I'd say like two older guys for sure. And then there's other guys on the team that I'm really close with, like like Joseph Wete. Me and him are really cool. 
uh, Reggie Grimes, me and him are super cool. So, I mean, but overall, I mean, like, I'm friendly with everybody. Like, everyone's friendly with everyone, which is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. There's a good culture. That's, that's important. So, how has it been working with Coach Grinch and Coach Odom, and in what area do you think they have helped you the most? With Coach Grinch and Coach, or my, it's been, mo- it's been more Coach, Coach Kane. That's my position coach. Okay. Uh, with Coach Kane and Coach Grinch, I think first off, like, they're definitely helping me become, like, person like a better man a better individual which was another like a big reason because like that's why especially with coach Grinch I mean he's definitely he's definitely one of those guys that you want to carry around a notebook because he has a lot he has a lot of things that like really stick and that's another thing I like I wish I really would have done when I first got here was always bring a notebook to just walk around with one because if someone's getting chewed out or if we're having getting like a, a speech from coach Grinch or something like that there's always something that he says that's that you can gain from and mm-hmm. so i'd say first off like they've really helped me become like a better man and a and a, just a better person overall and as a player they have made me a way better player they've made me a lot more mentally tough though that's for sure that's it's college football is very ugly and and then unfortunately it's a business and but it it's fun i mean like it's worth it though like, it, like freshmen they're not they're going to push you really hard. They push everyone super hard. And, and that's another thing. It kind of goes back into that culture. Like they're just trying to foster a really good culture. And it works. I mean, like, it definitely works. And, and we're starting to reap the benefits of it now. Yeah, that's, like, one thing you notice about all the top or, like, elite football programs. Like, they're not only developing you as a football player, but they're also developing you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we have a... Uh, we have like a standard at OU that mm-hmm. we have to uphold, and like that's like seeing it every single day, every meeting, all the coaches talking about it. It's everywhere in our facility. I mean, like getting to see that, it definitely does. It does. It does create a culture. That it's, it's contagious for sure. I feel like. Oh yeah, no, without a doubt. So just moving forward with the program as a whole, Brendan, how does Oklahoma make it back to the college football playoffs, and what needs to improve to get back to that stage? Honestly, I think we're there. I mean, mm-hmm. you can always improve. I know we started off the season really tough. Like, we went through some growing pains, but, like, I think, or with, uh, like, just the growth we had over the season, that Iowa State game, I mean, that's definitely, like, any OU fan, any OU player, it's definitely, like, the lowest probably any of us have ever felt. But I'd say after that Texas game, that Texas game gave us a lot of momentum and, like, re-gave us our confidence back. And that just, like, and we just built off of that every week and every week. And I think Florida, like that Florida game is definitely like a like watch out college football type mm-hmm. game for me. Like that's how I look at because we like I mean going into it, it's just one of those SEC teams and unfortunately Oakland hasn't had the best of luck with SEC teams in the past couple of years. So like it was nice to go out there and completely dominate a team. But I definitely think that I mean we're there. Like mentally, um, we know what the goal is and we know what to do to how to reach that goal or how to obtain it. And I mean that's it's going to be a fun season. I will say that for sure. I'm really confident that we'll definitely be we'll be there early January. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Spencer Rattler is really kind of coming to his own, too. And the team's just grown as a whole, too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, team, especially, it's been really cool to see the defense. I know the offense is, offense is always going to be good. And like, it's always going to be good, but it's been so right. cool how close the defense is. With like, and, like, all the guys we have coming back, like Nick – IT, Arion, 
we're going to be super good, super experienced. And then, like, a lot of the young guys, especially some of these new guys, we, there's going to be a lot of contributing. So it's really – I'm really excited to, to really be a part of not just this team, but this defense, really. Yeah. I think if – yeah, if your defense steps up, that's uh, – like you said, the high school – your high school friends were making fun of you. That's kind of been Oklahoma's, you know, knock over the last couple of years. But if that steps up, I think Oklahoma is definitely a team to uh, – to fear moving forward. So what is one aspect or trait of Coach Riley, Lincoln Riley, whether it's practice or team bonding or plays that makes him unique and that you personally think makes his program in offense so elite? Mm, that's a good question. I would say just how consistent he is, like on every level. Like I think that's a big thing. As um, I think that builds like great, not just habits, but like it kind of is one of those things that like just uh, – it's another one of those things that builds up a good culture. It's just how, like, he's he's a big coach. Like, he he's to always keep you accountable, which is like number one. I mean, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's always going to keep it honest with you. But like, he's like that for he's like it's consistent through everyone in the year. And he's not the type of coach to like skip around. Like, he's he's going to dark away, which is and it's another thing that's really good about him. Like, there's no there's no cheating. There's none of that. I mean, we do things that. Which has like been really cool. Like, stories at other universities of some pretty shady things going on. Like I know at OU and like, having a leader like Lincoln is great. And like he and he's put, a, he's put a lot of people in some really good positions. Like from strength staff with Coach Benny and, and the rest of them. Like, he's just he's he's put a really good program together, and I'm like really happy to be part of it. Yeah, and it's impressive with like how young he's doing that too. And just how creative he is, like you said earlier in the show. Like, he just seems like one of the great minds that's going to kind of soar through college football and maybe even the NFL one day. Oh, yeah. We're, he, he, he's not going to the NFL for a while. We've got a couple championships to win. We even think about that one. But, yeah. Exactly. No, but he's a great, awesome coach. He's just, and he's great. He's just a guy. He's like a super genuine guy, too. You know, like, he was the same way about the recruiting process. You hear like stories about like coaches like being different once you get there. Like he's one of those coaches that like he's different to an extent because like he's trying to get you to come to the university. Like you come there and like it's all it's open arms, but like you know he means business. It's I mean it's really good. He's a great coach and, and a great dude. Yeah, he's he's no Jim Harbaugh doing sleepovers at recruits house, right? <laughs> I yeah, I don't know about that one. Like he's de- <laughs> definitely, he definitely loves his players. You can tell. Good, good. So, moving forward, like, what goals do you have not only for football but for just life in general? For life in general, well, I'm gonna say my my biggest goal. Like, I'm a big academic person, so like, after college, like, I plan on like trying to be a doctor. That's definitely the biggest goal, and then. And just have fun. That's another big goal. So I kind of take advantage of these college years. Like, I I don't want to really grow up. I think in high school, I wanted to grow up so bad. And then I got to college, and I just really want to slow it down. And just kind of live in the moment a little bit. And just take everything in. It gets college football for as difficult as it is from the long and sometimes awful workouts and, and grimy practice. Like, it's so worth it at the end of the day. Like, Saturdays are the most fun thing that you can ever part of like it makes all your work worth it and especially like the whole team thing like it's everything about it has been really cool or it's just awesome so like just really trying my best to take all that in and 
and not to get ahead of myself. Just kind of take every day, day by day, and just deal with the challenges every day brings. And then, and then other goal. I mean, it's really just school, football, and then I think another football goal was just just do my best every day. I mean, that's definitely just contribute every day and and don't make the same mistake twice. Because that's a that's another big one that I like to hear. That's it's another Coach Grinch quote that yeah. you hear. Cool. What, so what role does faith play in your life and how has it guided you not only in your everyday life, but your football journey as well? It plays a huge part. I mean, that's kind of like something that I pride myself on. It's kind of one of those like key personal characteristics of mine. That, like I try to uphold. It's just like being strong, faithfully, definitely like on an end of it, like on a daily life, like it's just kind of just being grateful, just kind of being humble, being grateful, just kind of living life, just giving back to others, stuff like that. Just trying to be, trying to live the best I can every day. But and say football, like it's just kind of one of those things you can just lean back on, um, especially because it gets really tough. And there's a lot of issues that like go that a lot of college football, college football players have to deal with, like you know, like that are mental health related or, or uh, like there's lots of stories to be heard from college football players that like are really sad, but that no one ever acknowledges. But like those things that I go through, like I just kind of fall back on my faith and and just kind of, especially those hard times, if it's something going on personally or going through a hard workout, like you know, you just I can I have my faith to to lean back on. So it's been definitely it's been really good. It's kind of helped. It's kind of kept me grounded throughout this entire thing. It's probably another big thing. It's just like you know, it's so many opportunities, and I mean, there's a lot of attention. Like you you come from at the University of Oklahoma, like. No disrespect to any other schools, but they're the biggest, best school in Oklahoma. So, like, there's a lot of attention that comes with that. But I definitely, my faith has been something that just kind of keep me grounded and kind of keep me focused. Yeah, it keeps you connected and it just keeps, you know, that inner confidence and in knowing that there's so much more to come and that there's so much more better that you can live for. Yeah. No, for sure. Before we hit these quick questions, we have, like, sort of a fun question for you. Say you're like an NFL GM, NFL owner, and you get to start an NFL franchise in today's day and age, and you got three options that you can pick at QB. Either Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murley, or Jalen Hurts. Who are you choosing and why? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Kyler Murray. All right. He's just too electric. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy arm, super fast extremely elusive and i mean like you can't go wrong with any of them which is like such a hard question like you guys like they all like have their own characteristics and and strengths and but like i'd probably say kyle murray just because he was really fun to watch for me he's just fun to play with and then i feel like there's there's so much like there's you're do whatever Mm -hmm. so versatile yeah yeah but that's that's a good question i have i'm gonna say kyle murray yeah you really can't go wrong. As, as Browns fans, it's hard to, to go against Baker, but you definitely brought up some good points. I don't think Baker can move quite like Kyler Murray can. That dude is quick. I don't think anybody can. <laughs> Too fast for him. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's, it'd be nice to, like, the NFL gene and then have him quarterback, but it'd also be nice to have like, Baker or even Jalen as your, as your quarterback. Absolutely. All right. You want to hop into these quick questions really quick, and then we can kind of wrap things up and – that's good. First quick question is, who was your favorite NFL team growing up? Oh, gosh. 
probably uh, Tennessee. Tennessee or Denver. Okay. Pick one teammate for a street ball or WWE match. It's like oh. a tag team. You get to fight with them. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, I choose. Could it be past teammates? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Creed Humphrey. All right. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creed Humphrey. I'm so sorry. I was thinking about somebody else. I actually will take Ronnie Perkins. Yeah. He's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronnie Perkins. <laughs> so, uh, next quick, quick question. What other sports, if any, did you play in high school? Uh, I played basketball and I ran track. So, that was, was pretty fun. Who is the hardest person to guard in practice? Oh, gosh. Definitely, the hardest person to go up against was Ely. Uh, he was hard. Ely, Bray Walker. Bray is ginormous and Ely is fast for how big he is so like they definitely gave me fits yeah and listen they 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 both got me chewed out a lot I will say that <laughs> that's funny what is your favorite show to binge watch my oh god uh my favorite show recently has been Attack on Titan that's been a big one like they're about to wrap up so I'm kind of sad but that or like this last chance he was I've been I've probably binged that Almost the entire season of the day. The basketball, the new basketball season. Basketball one. Oh, I, I watched the first episode last night. And it was really good. I'm gonna definitely keep watching that. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Kind of shocked me. I'm not like the biggest basketball fan. You know? yeah. I, just, I just tried it in between studying, and then I found myself watching it for three hours. <laughs> you so and had, you and RJ Young were even talking about Last Chance U, right? Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think that was like when we talked. It was like the first. It was like the first indie, mm-hmm. like when you first met Coach Brown, and mm-hmm. he was nuts. He was nuts. <laughs> as nice as possible. So, do you have a special talent or hobby that most people wouldn't know about? I'm <laughs> uh, pretty good at dancing. Ooh. Okay. Are you the best on the team? Uh, yes, I will say I'm the best on Ooh. the team. Oh, all right, all right. All right, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Who's your favorite musical artist and what's on your pregame warm-up playlist? My favorite musical art. Oh, my gosh. That's a hard question. I would say my favorite musical artist is probably Chief Keef. Chief for me. Yeah. <laughs> my pregame playlist, it's, I don't know, it's so weird. Super slow. I had classical music on. Like, it started off, like, at the beginning, it was all, like, rap music. Yeah. And at the beginning, at the or the middle of the season, it started turning into like house and techno music. And then at the end of the season, I was busting out classical music before. So that's I think that's what it is now. It's just straight classical music. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a first. I like it. Any is there anything on your in-game bucket list before you leave OSU? Like oh yeah, or down or, or yeah, whatever. Anything. That's all good. Oh man, in-game bucket list. I want to have a three-set game before I leave. I think that'd probably be the coolest thing. Or actually, a pick six. I think a pick six. A pick six. A pick six for a fumble recovery or a sack fumble touchdown pick. I don't know. That would one of those would be super cool to get. That's dope. That would, that would get the stadium rocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me pretty rocking too. So <laughs> I think it. <laughs> well, Brendan, it was an absolute pleasure, man. 
Thank you so much for taking your time to come talk to us today, man. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you seem like a really cool guy. You got everything under control. And, and I wish you the best of luck in this next season in Oklahoma as well. Thank you. I wish the best of luck with your podcast. And- <laughs> Appreciate oh, that. Appreciate that. Well, uh, any, any I'll, last thing I'll let you, do you want to plug social media? Any Twitters, Instagrams? Yeah, I guess Instagram is Brennan Walker. Twitter is Brennan underscore Walker. That's, if you want me, if you want to add me on Snapchat, Brendan dash Walker, I don't know. <laughs> I show up on all those. So. Um, just be careful with some of my tweets sometimes. I tweet a lot, but it's all good. Good. I well, use Twitter a lot, so yeah. that works. Well, thank you so much, Brendan. Again, wishing you the best of luck with all of your endeavors, both football and school, and just thank you. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lines Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Brendan a follow on Instagram at Brendan Walker and on Twitter at Brendan underscore Walker. Huge thanks again to Brendan for taking his time to come on the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pot. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time. Bitches not a Uber. Demon got the Glock with the laser. Keep a life free.